Hi everyone, I'm here with Asa from LA Street Tacos. How are you doing today, Asa? I'm doing awesome, thank you. Thank you for giving me your time today. And the reason, well, one of the many reasons why I wanted to interview you is because you are an inspiration, honestly. One time, this guy got into an accident and he was still smiling. He had a, what did he have, a neck brace? Yeah, I broke my C7 vertebrae uh, with a, it was actually a freak accident. It was, uh, I dove into the pool and I hit the bottom of the pool. And unfortunately, it caused me to break my C7, which is uh, the last bone before your spine. And even after all of that, you were still smiling, you were still working. And that, honestly, dude, not because you're here, but that made me cry. Did it? Yeah, yeah I did. So yeah. I'm just saying, you, this guy is an inspiration. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Um, well, yeah, you know, um, I, I there's a dream. Like when you have a dream, when you have a purpose, and that's the main thing. In any dream, you have to find its purpose. And it will allow you to persevere in anything that you do. Any obstacle, any rainy day, any anything. Mm -hmm. It would always allow you to persevere because a dream with a purpose changes, clears mountains, parts the Red Sea. It moves obstacles from everything that you that it com that comes with the dream because when you get to the sunny side of the dream believe me you have you look back you're gonna see desert you're gonna see forest you're gonna you're gonna see how many times you got lost before you get there you get I me mean? it's a promised land that was a place in your heart you know it's a treasure trove and you didn't even have the map to it but you got there because it was it's in you you get I me mean? Yeah. And I know that you say it's kind of hard to explain the dream and you're not the only one that has said that to me. I've spoken with, I've actually had the privilege of speaking to many people in the last two weeks and they all say the same thing, that their family wasn't backing them up, that people would tell them to stop wasting their time, people would tell them to get a real job. Uh, and now that a lot of people have made it, a lot of those people aren't even like talking to them anymore. And it's sad. Can you please tell me what your experience has been? Well, I, I started um, when I was in second grade. I started in second grade. I used to love writing and I used to write stories about me someday uh, feeding the world. You get me? And I was just a kid, a kid uh, that I knew that me wanting to make a difference in this world would be with food. I didn't know. I knew the beginning and the end, but I never knew the between. You get me? And... Um, I remember one day uh, getting older, I was uh, getting older, I was a dreamer. I would say one day I'm going to feed the world and no matter what, you know, I'm going to go to Africa, I'm going to go to all the star world countries and change, change them, change, change it with bringing my culture to them, bringing my Mexican food to them and allowing them to know a little piece of my home. You get me? And um, by doing that, you know, I prayed and I said, God, you know, um, let me let me one day have a restaurant. Let me give me something. Give me, you know, I want to feed the world and whatever. I continue living my life, uh, you know, and uh, after all those things. And then in 2015, I, I'm going up and down uh, in East L.A. on Cesar Chavez and Gage. And I see all these taqueros and this burning sensation inside of me said, Asa, like, if you were to cook, you would make such a difference. And your food is a, well, not, I'm not putting down any taqueros or anything, you get me? But it was what was what I felt. It was like a burning sensation inside of me that told me, Asa, you, are, you will make a difference. You will make a difference if you were to do tacos. And uh, 
so okay i was like okay cool but you know i i that see that fire kept burning inside of me for three years in 2018 i said okay forget this from one day to another i quit my job i went to go get a plancha and i didn't even know how to cook yet <laughs> i didn't even know what temperature the food was i who knows probably people got sick out of the first Don't time <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking no but you get me though yeah. uh so i didn't even know how to cook but it was the grace that was upon me that allowed me to learn the skill. It was a love that was inside of me that was willing to learn and accept the grace with it. You get me? Because you have to have grace in order for you to be able to do things. So with that said, you know, that first day, that first day that I did it, I had a, there was two people that kind of like knocked some sense into me. So my vision of taqueros is a whole bunch of meat on the uh, plancha, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I have like 20 pounds of meat and I'm just putting it in the plancha. And some guy says, hey, no, Asa, stop, stop. You can't do that. That's not how you do it. I, and I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then uh, so this person tells me, Asa, you know what would be amazing? If you made your the food to order. So when people order, they can see you grilling they can see their food being made right in front of them mm -hmm. and obviously you know i love to i enjoy getting to know people i enjoy uh learning about people mm -hmm. so me having already that personality um was i was able to it was a plus right so and i got i got welcomed in into the club because i got a second degree burn on my hand <laughs> so I, I felt like i'm official taquera you yeah. get me <laughs> i got my first burn but um, so I started doing that. I started doing orders to um, made to order. Um, and then uh, that night I seen this guy that I know. His name is Omar Sune. Mm -hmm. And uh, he I told him he's a, a great graphic designer. And he told I told him, hey, Omar, you know, today I did uh, my first uh, like taquisa like, uh, or I wanted, you know, I, I, it was my first day of starting my own business. Yeah. And he said, I'll do you the logo for free. And he did it. You get me? So all these people that I never thought I was going to, like, that were going to help me out were able to, they somehow, some way they were there at the very first day to motivate me even more, to continue my journey. Mm -hmm. You get me? And before I even started, uh, people were saying, get a real job. And that was the first thing. Pongas a trabajar, mijo. Ya tiene dos hijos. ¿Qué está haciendo? You know, uh... And so, the, uh, you know, it, it was like uh, so many emotional, mental, and um, family obstacles. But, you know, uh, ignorance is a bliss sometimes. Yeah. Because they, uh, whether they, you think that they didn't believe in you, is they kind of wanted the best for you. You get me? Mm -hmm. And they wanted, but see, I, I, sometimes we are born with gifts. We are born with dreams. And we are born with purpose. And so, me, a, a second grader, what is it, seven, eight years old? already talking about changing the world with food and then uh, I'm at 31 years old is has a burning sensation that can't not go on one more night without being restless because of that burning sensation takes a risk on himself and believes in himself and uh believes that what i'm doing the beginning is just seeds for the tomorrow, mm -hmm. you get me. I'm building something for my kids. I'm building something for my family, for my gen for my genealogy, mm -hmm. you know, to feed the people of this world. Because believe me, I've been hungry 
I've been thirsty and it feels horrible to be hungry. You get me? And then you see other people eating and you're just like, man, that looks good. But, you know, I never had nobody to tell me, hey, Asai, this is how you do it. This Asai. All I did was always pray and believe that God gave me promises and believe that, that I said, if my lifestyle is like this and it's not aligning to my dreams, but I'm dreaming, is because I'm special. It means that I have something that someone else doesn't have because a lot of people's dreams die. You know, there's graves of people with dead dreams and I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to be a dead dreamer. I wanted my dreams to be alive so every, so my kids can see to follow your dreams. But, and then, uh, so that happened and then I started uh, first three months in back of a barbershop and then someone yelled out, ¿A quién le gustan los tacos con pelo? <laughs> But, uh, but you know, all the, that, those two, three months that I was there, they were learning experience. It was like, I didn't have the customers, uh, but uh, I was getting trained, you know. I was learning how to cook. I was learning how to have the meat ready, what, how to do it, how to make the tortillas and everything. And then, um, it's, then um, I started again in November, and I, was, I did it all the way until a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Not before the coronavirus, but and with that, at all that time, uh, so much happened. You get me? I I went through a divorce. I broke my neck. Um, I lived in a U-Haul for three, four months. I then uh, got an apartment, and then coronavirus happens. So it was obstacle after obstacle after obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. But you know what? Like I said, when you have grace. You get to smile because you know that this is just a process. But I do tell you this, that whenever you want to follow your dream, you're going to go through the desert. You are going to go through the forest. And before you get to your island of paradise, you're going to go. You're going to cry. You're going to ask why. But never, ever, ever, ever quit. Ever quit. Always persevere. Because your promises are for you. Your dreams were made just for you. Mm-hmm. You know, but... Uh, after I, so the sum, last summer mm-hmm. that I, I, you know, obviously I was in, you know, building a clientele and everything. It's not going to bring food on the table as, as much as you like. People get fed up, family gets fed up. So I ended up uh, going through a separation. And then after I broke my neck. But when I broke my neck is when I believe my purpose, my, my purpose into action I started. I, uh, you know, I was in a pool, I dove in and I, I kept going down and I hit the bottom of the pool and I gashed my head. I had head trauma. I broke my C7 vertebrae. The doctor said that I should have been a quadriplegic, that I'm a miracle child and that why am I healing so fast? In two days, they took off my stitches. I was going to get surgery and they said that I didn't need surgery anymore after two days. But they said that my body is healing by itself in a supernatural way. And in one of those nights, um, I had a out of body experience, some may say, you know, and uh, it's funny. Uh, It was not funny, but you know, I was sad. I was broken. I felt alone. I felt vulnerable and um, I felt scared, you know, and I've never been the type of person that has been scared. And uh, I, I was crying and I told God, God, you promised me 
that I was going to be a somebody. You promised me that you had a future for me. Why am I here? And then that night, I feel my body, my spirit come out of my body. Mm-hmm. And as I'm standing here, like you, talking like that, I see, I see Jesus. And then I see four angels around my bed in the hospital bed. That they're ministering to me like they're mm-hmm. praying for me. And as I speak to Jesus, he tells me, Asa, I start what I finish. I always keep my promises. And then I go back to my body, and then the nurses tell me that I flatline. Wow. And for me, I, that, that was a turning point in my life because I knew that now it was serious. Now my life, now it was confirmed by God himself. Yeah. You get me? And, and it was amazing because... It, all the other four days after the hospital, um, the the residents, the the, the people like that are gonna be doctors, mm-hmm. and the neurologists, uh, they come, they they would come every day just to observe how fast I was healing, and they were saying, "You see this? You see this? He's healing rapidly." And um, after the fifth day, I got out of the hospital, and I walked out. And they said I couldn't walk out. And they gave me a walker. And I walked out like nothing ever happened. And then that, that week, that week, I slept for four days. Because uh, it's probably like a severe concussion or whatever. Mm-hmm. And every night and every day that I slept, I felt angels healing me. I felt being healed. My body, I felt my body floating. So that Thursday, I said I got to go back to work. My grill is nine feet long. You get me? It's mm-hmm. a big grill. It's a huge grill. Yeah. You get me? And I had no helpers. I had nobody. But I said, I'm going to do this. I felt supernatural. I felt like Samson. I felt like the strongest man in the world. I had a broken neck that they said that I couldn't even, that I was going to have for six months. They said I was going to have vertigo. When I walked out of the hospital, I did not have vertigo. I did not have no head trauma. Obviously, I still had my broken neck, but mm-hmm. you get me? But it didn't stop me. It didn't hinder me because I knew that who I was now had meaning. I knew that that everything that I dreamed until that day, everything that I believed until that day was confirmed by God himself. You know what I mean? For, some, for me to see that he tells me I start what I finish, it confirms that everything, all the lies that people, because I grew up people calling me stupid, loser, being rejected, mm-hmm. everything. But I, you get me? And it was just, I never stopped losing hope. I always said, if I, if I dream and I have this vision and I have these things and I want to do these things, it's because there's something good inside my heart that is beating, you know, that it's like, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, you're, you see the light at the end of the tunnel. No, we are the light. The light, it's in us. It's in our hearts. And we are the light in this darkness. You get me? So for me, I was like, I realized that the reason why people, I was, people always rejected me is because God himself was always protecting me. So I won't be like them. He always kept my heart pure. He always kept me away from, to be uh, your general genealogy. You get me? Like, I don't want you to be like them. You're special. You're here. You're going to be lead them. These are my lost sheep that I want you to lead. The ones that are rejecting you right now are the ones that are going to seek for you to, to lead them to the promised land. You know what I mean? I'm just a, a, this kid that either dead or alive, I should have been. I swear to you. 
until that you know they even said the doctor said you should have been dead or a quadriplegic there was no in between you get me and here i am and then uh after that happened the first time i carried that grill Mm -hmm. i felt like 10 men were carrying that grill but it was only me but i felt that strong you get me Mm -hmm. and um people will come and say why are you working you have you just broken neck a week and a half ago but it's like, I'm healed. I'm, ah, <laughs> that was a firework. <laughs> they got me, mama. They shot me. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> but, um, you get me? Uh, what was I saying? Sorry, you guys. <laughs> that was loud. That was you're, a big bang. You were talking about how strong you felt. When yeah. You were so, you know, I felt like 10, the hours with 10 men. You mm-hmm. get me? Like carrying everything I did. I felt like there was a, a power of angels around me. And you know what's the most beautiful thing? That people will come mm-hmm. as I was cooking and they would say, Asa, like, you, in this stand, you feel like there's something here. That mm-hmm. there's, like, peace. There's there's this joy. There's this presence. As like, there's 10,000 angels around me protecting me right now. You get me? But for them to not, to feel it, but not see it, it's like, you get me? Yeah. And then, so that happened, and then uh, I kept working, I kept working, and then, you know, hence, I, I was still going through, you know, a separation, I was so, and then out of that separation, you know, obviously I had to move out, but I wasn't making enough money to to get my own place, you know what I mean, she kept mm-hmm. everything, so I was living in the U-Haul with a broken neck wow. for four months, and but in that in that you huh there was rainy days there was cloudy days there was sunny days but every night i prayed and i thank god and i said god i know you i know you have something for me and i know that right now i'm just being chastised i'm just being plugged i know that the old me is dying and you're creating a new person in me with a new mind a new spirit and a new heart mm-hmm. and i know and i cuz i felt it and uh, so that happened, and then January 29th came, and I had to turn to the U-Haul, and I was worried, where am I going to sleep now? Mm-hmm. You get me? Because the U-Haul itself, I was paying like six, $700 a week. Dang. Yeah, a lot of money, you know. Oh, and the whole year, I paid almost twenty five grand. Believe that, you know? Yeah. So that happened, and then I one day... Tw- ah! Another one. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> We're here in East LA on Indiana and uh, Balsam, right where El Pino is at. So if you guys may imagine how it is out here in East LA. It's super dope. <laughs> right? Hey, there you go. That is all the raza here. Eso. And then, um, so, you know, I was worried. I was worried, like, where am I going to sleep? You know, because where, how am I going to work if I don't have the U-Haul? Yeah. So the next day I get an apartment, a studio, mm-hmm. and I buy a minivan. And you asked me, the guy that sold me the minivan said, people have been trying to call me for weeks and weeks, but something told me to message you. You get me? And then I was like, you gave me, gave it to me almost, almost given away. The studio I got, I didn't have to, you know, the guy said, oh, people have been calling for this, but I don't know, something told me to give it to you. You get me? 
And uh, yeah, and in those very moments, even though I was like worried, without me even knowing, God was already working in those people's heart to bless me. You get me? Mm-hmm. So, but everything that was going on in the process was a learning. It was just how to depend on Him and how to not worry. Because our biggest thing that gives us anxiety, that gives us uh, diseases, everything is worry. And when once you learn not to worry, you become free. Mm-hmm. And the only way you become free is by trusting in God, because He's the only one that, at least for me, mm-hmm. He's the only one that. He saved me. I was dead. I was dead. I was distraught. I saw that one coming. Gotcha. Uh, I was distraught. I was heartbroken. I was everything. But once I let all those things go, once my heart started healing, because physically I was just not healing. It was mentally, emotionally, and spiritually that I was healing as well. You get me? And uh, that has to do a lot with becoming, following your dreams. You can't go from, from being from your being your own slave, your own mental slave, your own emotional slave to something that has fruits because you're going to rot that land too. You have to go brand new mm-hmm. to wherever you're going to go, wherever your promised land is. Yeah. You know, you got to let go of all the past. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. You get me? And then the coronavirus happened. Bam. So I can't sell food anymore. Mm-hmm. So I decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray. I'm a fast. I'm going to as long as this whole thing happens. And I fasted for over 100 days. Mm-hmm. Oh. It was like- uh, I fasted over 100 days. Uh-huh. And when I came out, I was brand new. Um, everything that... I don't know. It was... I, it was just... I, sorry. <laughs> I used the gunshots. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, you become, you become, like, I became, even anywhere I would go, my mom, they, they, once they saw me, and I think it was in the first, the, le- the le- late uh, May, they said, Asa, you look different. Everyone that saw me said, Asa, you look different. Mm-hmm. You, you're, there's this peace to you, there's this glow to you. Mm-hmm. You get me? So I, I was like in hi- hibernation where I was just, it was like the last step, which was the hardest one, though, mm-hmm. because um, you don't know nothing. You don't, you know, how am I going to eat if I'm not working? How am I going to drink water if I'm not, wor- if I'm not working? Mm-hmm. And I swear to you that I never lacked one piece of bread. I never lacked one drop of water. My bills were paid. Everything was taken care of. You ask me how, all I can say is God. You know what I mean? Everything. Everything in that, in those three months, were miracles. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I decided I, 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 I came out with this new vision. And even even now, like you know, my mom tells me today, Asa, I don't know what's about you, but there's something special about you. And I'm not saying that oh, I'm big badass Asa. This no, no. I'm saying that I didn't quit on myself. I didn't, I didn't stop believing in what was inside of me. I gave it a chance. I gave it a chance to, to grow off like whatever hardness was there to turn into a, a fruitful uh, vineyard. You get me? You know, my garden became a blossom after being dead. You get me? That's what I mean, that you allow yourself to, to breathe. You know, you allow the, 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 
the elements of life to come into you to give you one more chance one more breath of life one more one more chance to allow you to know that life is beautiful what are you going to make out of it are you going to go back or are you going to give the, allow people to see the beauty of life and our duty here at least for me is to serve is to serve and to give and uh you be, you you get more 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 i don't know what it is like you get like your life becomes more meaningful when you give you get me yeah. you because how selfish am i would i be if i was to go through all this and not let people know that what you're going through you're going to be okay It's not forever. You just need to believe and persevere. Because I swear, I, in those three months, I cried almost every night. Aww. I cried because I didn't know. I didn't know, like, why. But, you know, our mind is so capsulated sometimes that we don't see the bigger picture. Yeah. But God knew the bigger picture. He knew that when I came out of there, I was going to come out new. Yeah. He knew that, you know... He knew the desires of my heart, which was to make videos, uh, to have my own uh, chain of LSU tacos. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, so everything, when I came out, everything started falling into place. You know, I look at, uh, you know, I, look, I see my videos and I'm like, it's not me. Because the asa I used to know is so different. He was, I didn't even know how to speak fluent in Spanish like that. Really? Yeah. You know, and even my family members say, I, was, I didn't know you knew how to speak Spanish like that. You get me? Yeah. But uh, what is beautiful is that I get to see how that whole year that I thought that it was like probably the hardest year I've ever lived uh, has turned into something beautiful. You know, and that's one of the reasons I've let my hair grow because hair growth kind of re uh, represents a little bit of life. You know what I mean? I was used to cutting my hair twice a week. Oh, looking cute, looking good. You get me? Yeah. But if you let your hair grow, there's the ugly. There first, there's the clean cut, right? You cut it, boom. But then as you let it grow, you, it's, you start feeling ugly because it doesn't look cute. It doesn't look good anymore. So it be, you kind of become self-conscious. But as it grows and it starts taking its form, then you start seeing how beautiful it starts looking. Oh, snap. You know, like it starts looking good. So that's what I did. I, I allowed myself to go through the ugly stage in the physical form as well. And now I think I think my hair looks good. You know, I don't know. But but for me, you know, and it meant something to me. And um, but that's what life is all about. You know, don't persevere. We, you were we were all made to be successful. That's why we all get we, we kind of look up to successful people. Because we always want to be them. But if you want to be like somebody, it's because it's engraved in your heart. You get me? Mm -hmm. if, you, if you look up to someone that you want, like, example, you're recording me right now. So if you look up to other journalists or yeah. other people that interview, mm -hmm. I'm sure you have the people that you look up to. I, I had someone that I used to look up to. Right? Yeah. So, but you know why that is? It's because you are meant to be successful. You are meant to be that person or even greater because you're the chosen generation. You're a new generation. You get me? That gets to learn from others. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I see things. You get me? And if you don't quit in okay. those things, you know, if you don't quit on those things, then then you're going to be able to really shine. Mm -hmm. You get me? You get to shine. You get to see. You get to see who you are. You get me? Yeah. So at the end of the day, I didn't quit. The number one rule in my family... 
The number one rule in my family is don't quit. I've never quit. I, I'll cry. I'll sob and say why. But yeah. I won't quit. Because I know that there's always something better in the next door. You know, but my advice to you guys is if you have a dream, is because God put it there. And if you, if that, if you're. <laughs> That's right, dude. That's right, That's right. That's right. That's right. That was good. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys done? <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right. Go ahead. Um, so, you know, despite out of everything that I've gone through, uh-huh. I am greatly, greatly thankful i said thankful ladies and gentlemen (laughs) you know i am extremely thankful because in life of this whole process Mm -hmm. only the people that are meant to walk to the promised land with me are with me all those that weren't supposed to be with me anymore are no longer with me whether it's loved ones wife husband uh, domestic, whatever it is, friends, mm-hmm. everyone's gone. Only the one standing with me is me, my siblings, and one or two friends. But the people that I love the most, the people that I thought that were my ride or die, are no longer with me. But you know why? Because they did not believe in what I believed in. Their mind was too small to ever understand uh, that a kid from East LA can make something great, can dream big. You get me? So if you dream big, believe me, there's going to be people that you think are going to be with you that are never going to be with you. You get me? They're not going to walk into the promised land with you. Because you know why? They got lost in the desert. They got lost somewhere along the way. Mm -hmm. They quit. I don't quit. looks like you don't quit. You get me? We persevere. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes a dream happen. You know? So Mm -hmm. the biggest advice that I have for you guys is that... There was a road, there was a map, there was a treasure placed in your heart, a treasure trove that is full of wonders, mysteries, uh, beautiful things that you can never imagine that you have in you. But the reason why we get lost and we don't get to discover those treasure trove, which has dreams, visions, everything, is because we give up on ourselves. We, start, we allow life to consume us. When life should never consume us, we should consume it and change it. Mm-hmm. And get rid of the ugly things. But a dream without a vision, without a purpose, is a dead seed. We are fruitful people. But the point is, ah, I'm going in circles. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> the point is that, you know, don't ever quit. Persevere. You were endowed with greatness. You were meant to be great. Allow yourself to be great in anything that you do. You're, you're, you, you were... If you dream, it's because you're special. You're the one. You're the one in your family. You get me? And if you're the one in your family, I swear to you, you're going to go through a lot of hard times. But when you come out, it's because you're the one. If you come out alive, it's because you're the one. And remember, people, you're the one. Don't ever quit. I swear to you that if you woke up the next day, it's because there's purpose in your life. Give your dream purpose. Give your dream a vision. Write it down. Write it down. I write my my dreams 
every three months. And they're dreams that are impossible to people. And what I'm doing now, it was impossible for everyone. Nobody thought I was ever going to be even be alive. You get me? But right, the most impossible things that people can ever imagine. Because I swear to you, they will come true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at the end of the day, I... Where you got all of you guys are special. All of you guys are beautiful. Remember that. What people say about you, it's not true. They just don't understand you. You get me? Mm, yes. That nobody's ever gonna understand you because you're the one. Uh, typical people would never understand greatness. You get me? Typical and, minds. Yeah, and greatness is in your heart. You get me? Mm-hmm. You're the one. Remember, you guys. You guys are the one. You're the one. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. I love you guys. Thanks. Oh, and if anybody needs to find you, how do they find you? Uh, They'll find me in the streets. (laughs) (laughs) You guys can find me at L, all lowercase, L dot A, Street Tacos. And then my Facebook is Asa, H-A-Z-A, Bustamante, as a B as in boy. And then my YouTube channel is LA Street Tacos TV. All right. All right. And look for me. I'll give you guys a shout out. I love you guys. Awesome. Thank you.